0: your bulletin this after this season your bulletin you won't go away with them and then some of you will also go to school you know thank you for writing because some of you are saying ah pastor what pastor is this every sunday he makes us write amen all right you know when you write you remember when you look you remember when you also read you remember so we are trying to use all those things amen all right about three weeks ago we started a journey that we have that discussion, what on earth am I here for?
1: now to me some of you have heard this was done by Sadival
0: Church many years ago, I think about five years ago, and it's been done by many churches. Sometimes, you know, you look at some few things, God lays certain things on your heart, and you know that this will really be a blessing to the entire body of Christ. So we felt that this year. We should begin the year by just pausing, relaxing, and thinking and asking ourselves, you know, the question, the fundamental question of why are we here on this earth at all?
1: Now, it must say, and sorry, baby, I'm more educated than you. So you should appreciate. You did say, "Yes, no, Yen no." You're in charge, and say, "As I say, what can I do to We know that. I mean, we know that if you are
0: on this earth and you don't really know why you are here. Or even if you are on this end,
1: okay, and then you don't know
0: why something exists, you may
1: abuse it. Because even though that particular thing can
0: be very good, but if you don't know how to handle it, it will become, it will be abused. And so we have a lot of abuses. So people have, have child abuse, we have wife abuse. Husband abuse. Because, you know, husband abuse because you don't know how to handle the husband. So you abuse the husband. Wife uh, abuse because you don't know what wife is and how to handle wife and make wife be wife. So wife abuse. And then we have, you, you all know, you've heard, I mean, so many scandals in the political world and so on. I mean, conservatives, uh, conservatives here in the, in the premier election. Premier election is coming on, but somebody has been taking off because there were allegations of some sexual whatever. So it's, it's all around. It's all I want. So if you don't know, so that one will be political power abuse. Because you're in a position and you don't know what thing goes on in the position you abuse it, then they will take you out. Okay, so sometimes
1: we have pastor abuse as well. <laughs> you, know, you are working in the office with your secretary,
0: and you know your secretary is secretary and working and you, you you and then you secretary abuse then you'll be taking off the work and, and we, we hear it all around okay but we also know that if you are desiring to find out the purpose and the reason why something exists most of the time you don't go
1: and ask the thing but you ask the maker of the thing now, Okay, so when it comes to us as human beings, you and I know that we did not create ourselves. So if we want to
0: find out why we exist on this earth, we have to go to the maker, the creator of heaven and earth, and then ask him, but this God who created us has made everything clear for us and to us in the scriptures. So we go to the scriptures and find out, and that's what we've been doing
1: for the past three weeks. me and boy, boy. is that at the end of this journey, you will be in a better position to love God without anybody telling you to do it. At the end of this journey, it's a desire that you will know
0: why you do whatever you do. Why you wake up in the morning. Why you even wake up and every Sunday you have to drag yourself to church. Why do you even have to come and give tithes and offerings? Why do you
1: have to do those things? Because look, if you don't know why you do those things, you wouldn't receive the the needed So we began by knowing that the first reason why we exist on this earth is because God has created us, He's created you to love you. That's you know, he created us to love us. And what and our response to his love is for us to also love
0: him. Okay, and that is what we call worship. So worship is a love affair between a man who has found a woman, who in this case, I mean God, who has found his wife or bride, man, the church. Okay, we'll come to that. So, so it's you, the bride, expressing your love to God. That is what
1: we call worship. Now boy say so I all right. So know, I, I know that for most of us we've thought that
0: okay, worship is an event we come to. No, no. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is not just songs, fast songs or slow songs. Or no, that, that is not, it's more than that. Life, worship is a lifestyle. Anytime you wake up. You are telling God, you are expressing your love, your love, your appreciation of your love to God. So you wake up and you tell God, I thank you for creating me. Thank you for waking me up. It is worship. Okay, you go to work, you're excited. The reason you go to work is because you are a child of God and you are there to make a difference. So you are not even what you can work under a wicked supervisor. But you are not there because of the supervisor. Okay, you are there because God has placed you there. So your
1: attitude at work is worship. To God. so God has created us to love us. and we are here to love him. So please
0: don't forget. Your first reason, purpose for being here, is to
1: want to know God and love God. And this journey, this journey of knowing God and loving him, it has no
0: end. You will love him until you die and then you see him face to face, and you continue to love him and continue to know him. And you know him and know him more. You know him and then you understand certain
1: things. So we are, we are in the process of knowing him. That's the first fundamental reason. Then the second reason why
0: we are here on this earth is not only for us to know God and love God. Because when, you know, when we, we knew God and then we are loving God, assuming just God revealed himself to us, we just knew him, and then he took us straight to heaven. That would have settled everything. But God saved us and he placed us in a family. So the second reason why we are here is to belong. Is to be part of the family of God. Is to be part of the family. And God's family is the church. Can I hear amen? God's family is the local church. There's
1: no other family like the local church and this week we have been journey through those of you have been those have been
0: going through the devotionals, reading the devotionals every day. This week we have known how to live in the family of God. Even when people offend you, you have learned how to handle it, now, how to behave if, in the family of God. up for every family, there will be offences here and there, but it doesn't mean leave the family. Yeah, what it means is that grow up, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. Hey. The third reason why God has placed us here is for us to grow up. In other words, to mature. It's for us to be like Christ. Now,
1: but, but, can I Amen? I, like it. I believe that all of us, when we were growing up,
0: we had an idea of uh, who we want to be when we grow up. How many of you had that? Like, you, you told yourself, oh, when I grow up, I want to be like, how many of you remember? What did you tell yourself when you grow up you wanted to be like? What were some of the things you wanted to be like? So, said, yeah, because I said, yeah. Oh, you, wanted wanted to see, be a, see, you wanted to become an engineer so when you are a child okay so an engineer who else when you were children what what yeah oh you wanted to be a nurse so when you are young you know when we are, we are all children no, we have dreams i don't know why when we are growing up then we forget the dreams. but but don't worry yeah who else then beyond and like what What were you uh huh uh-huh. yeah you wanted to become a doctor okay oh, no person, so yeah, yeah doctor yes. A millionaire. Sure okay. A, says, one. when he was a child, he wanted I'm to become a millionaire. A millionaire. Yeah. Oh, fashion designer. Yeah. Have your own family, control your house. Man. Okay. So that's good. All those are said, yeah. yeah where you, did I see your hand? Oh, he wanted to work in the entertainment industry, like to be a comedian, <laughs> to be an actress, to to produce films and so on. Okay. All right, that's good, excellent, amazing. How many of you ended up becoming what you wanted to become? Okay, a few, a couple, some. Okay, good. So it's, it's good, some. Huh? And how many of you didn't end up becoming what you were dreaming of becoming? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. It's all, it's all fine. Yeah, it's cool. Amen. Yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, I, I wanted to become an aeronautic engineer, a marine engineer, actually. So I, in all my pursuit, I tried this form for my different this. This is chemistry and then geography, because I wanted to become you
1: know go over there now, so what is pastor
0: doing with all those engineering things doing in the past <laughs> at least now I know why when there is a vessel on the sea, it doesn't sink. I had to memorize it, I keep it this principle <laughs> yeah so these are good i mean you learn you go up you study you learn but you tell yourself things that you want to become and sometimes you become them sometimes you don't sometimes you don't because see you don't control your life It's god sometimes there are certain circumstances that comes your way that pushes you out of what you have even decided to do or sometimes god intervenes because you are not of your own so in the scripture god has revealed to us that his goal for every Born-again
1: child of God is for us to become like Christ. Now So look at your, your, your book. let look at it carefully. Look, take your hand. Let me just hold this one so all of
0: us will be on the same page. Okay. Now let's look at the scripture. We know in Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 29, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those. Who love god and are called called there is purpose called there is your assignment okay so let me thank you very much all right so we know that god causes everything to work together for the good of those who love god now i, I want you to journey with me on this on this page okay we're just going back
1: and forth now uh one. So, in the next few minutes, we are going
0: Mm -hmm. to try and help us understand this journey of becoming like Christ. Because it's not an
1: easy journey. Okay. So, are you ready? Are you sure? All right,
0: let's pray. Father, Father, we humble ourselves before your throne. Grant us wisdom, grant us guidance, direction. Lord, as we deliberate on this third purpose, we pray that, Lord, you will give us insight give us a hearing heart, an obedient heart, so that when we, we will not just be hearers of the word, but do us. Father, commit myself, the interpreter, we pray without you, we can do nothing. So, Lord, help us say the right things in the name of Jesus. And what you don't intend us to say, don't let us say it in Jesus' name. Can I hear amen? Okay, good. So, now listen. From this first part of the scripture, it's clear that the condition for Everything to work for your good
1: is for me and for you to love God. Now, you me, my friend. If you can say, "If you tell me a video here, I was Jesus." Okay, love is God. Now, without love, anything and everything you do is waste. Now, Oyinagbunmi, I die. So, God is admonishing us that everything will work for our
0: good if we love him. Now, everything. It doesn't mean only good things. Now, sometimes we find it very difficult to rub our minds around difficult times. When we are going through difficult times, hard times. What the Bible is saying, any person who loves God, any person whose heart desire, whose focus is God. You love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. This person who loves God, you are not immune against difficulties, pain, struggles, successes, victory. You are not immune. But if you keep on, in spite of what you go through, keep on loving God, worshipping God, following Him, obeying Him, all things, the successes, the bad things, the good things, everything
1: will work together for your good. There that, that's, what, that's what the scripture is saying. Toss me air can say was this a radia. I don't know and just say via a dear a dear a yet any my panqua and a betto. Then must I radia say I added Bonion, say a year, say young console, say a year a bit piano piano. Saud a radia, a bit when you come between no, I'm not a year in shrub at the amount. No, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to a point as we
0: as we progress into the year, there are certain other series I'm gonna talk about. I'm going to spend my time and then look at, you know, talk about money and help, how you can manage your money. But seriously, I'm going to just talk about what you need to do with the 90%, not the 10%. I won't spend time on the 10%, but the 90% that God gives you, God says take. We are going to explore and find out how you can do it. And then the are, there are other thing, how, how do you reconcile the issue with the situation where a Christian goes through pain and struggle? You lose somebody. Somebody dies. How do you handle suffering?
1: Okay, God uses all those things for a purpose. He has a purpose. Now, for everything that He allows in your life. Now, be uh, 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 all right, so look look, look, look look, at look at it and then you underline
0: certain things I ask you to underline. So look at the scripture. It says, good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So remember, it is not you, your purpose. It is the one who created you, his purpose for you. And sometimes we don't understand why other people have certain things easy. Others don't have it easy. Others Something that is so common for everybody. There are some people, the common things is not common. So, what do you do? How do you explain it? How do you explain it? Are you getting the point? How do you, sometimes, if you are not very careful, you will make yourself a knower of all things, an explainer
1: of people's life. You are not a soothsayer. No, and some of us, you know, some of us
0: who are especially Pentecostals and Africans, when we don't know, what, we don't know how to get the root and then straight away we, we want to find somebody to push the belief, this one for this one is my grandmother. For this one is my mother. For this one it is Satan and his, his cousins. You no, know, So so we, we want to find, and Satan and his cousins are there. are there. I mean I'm not saying they are not there, they are all there. Demons, demonic powers, forces, they are all there. But you also
1: have to understand that God is also there. I don't the point. I pray that on this journey,
0: on this mountain, as we come down, by the time we descend. You, you will know God more and love him more and appreciate him more and follow him more and trust him with everything that you go through, trust him because there are so many deceivers in the world. Now, yeah. Bible says you're, you're deceivers, deceiving people because of your need, because of your problem, because of your trouble. Yeah. I mean, I wish me, if I have remember, I wish I could just say and everybody, everything will be done. Anna. Anka, this place will be full. But I'm not God. I'm God's servant. God is God. The Bible says his purpose for them. It says, For God knew his people in advance. And he chose them to become like his son. So that his son will be the firstborn with many brothers and sisters. So our ultimate goal. God's ultimate purpose for your life is not to give you money, It's not to necessarily prosper you above everybody. I mean, God can bless you. Look, we need money for other things. We need money, and not for money, you will make money. No, you will make money and the money will not take you to hell. But that is not the main reason why. You no, know, I I my joy will be for you to make money and still love God and still come for Bible studies. And still come for rehearsal. And still come for Sunday school. That that will be God's goal. You have made money and the money has no power and control over you. I mean, nobody even knows that you have that kind of money lying under your bed. Like You know, the money doesn't affect you. Come on. Some of you still don't believe it. Amen. That that is God's goal that you add at me and you will become like
1: Okay, the interpreter. <laughs> it's not easy
0: to interpret past Isaac. Hey, <laughs> you the God. Say yes, Amen. Amen. That is God's goal. And that is God. This is God who created you. So look at it. Sometimes it becomes very, very difficult. So your first, your third life calling, the space wasn't there because they mixed it up. The space wasn't there. So you can put down to become like Christ my third life calling is to become like Christ. So, so, if your third life calling is to become like Christ, we know the first one. The first one is to love, is to know and love God as his worship. Okay? The second one is to belong to God's family. The third one is for me and you to become like Christ. So, the main question is, how do we do it? How has God determined? What are the ways by which God uses
1: to help us to become like him? Uh, me ah, ese, uh, All right.
0: So look at my face, carefully. Let me explain. I was thinking through. I didn't know how to demonstrate it. Man, you know, five times in the Bible, God relates and compares this, this journey of us becoming like Him to a marathon race, to a race. Okay. How many of you, when you were were when you were in school? How many of you, how many many of you did long distance, like uh, 3,000, 5,000, 3,000, were you uh, 3,000 runner, 3,000, okay, how many of you, okay, those of you are not, you are spectators, you 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 went to park, you are students, you went to watch, you went to watch people run, okay, how many of you have seen people running, like, let me see if I have witnessed, can I see your hands, Witness. okay, so you have seen them run? On the on the on the on the race like the the three thousand five thousand when they start sometimes you see that some people they are with oh, got, like they come and they yeah, yeah. 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 and then they start first one then you see the you speed you are going three thousand oh, three thousand about eight round they start with the before the first round second
1: round
0: <laughs> but those you know but those who those who, who are champions the champions they relax they take their time they go with their pace they relax you know they, they'll be running as if they are not running but they're running so cool they give their tempo Gradually, So, those who, who rush, sometimes in the church, there are people like that. They rush. Maybe hey, they, they a brother, father, mother. Look,
1: so, uh,
0: that one is 3,000. This one, the journey of becoming like Christ, is a lifetime. It's a lifetime. God wants us to become like His Son forever. It's a lifetime. From the day you were born to the time you, you became born again. Okay? To the time you will die. You will run that risk. And we are all in it. We are becoming like Him. We are becoming like Christ. We are becoming like Him. We are looking like Him. You no, know, first, when you were not a Christian, people knew. They knew you. But when you became a Christian, sometimes your husband was even shocked. Huh? I'm not are you sure? You like, are going to church? Yeah, so some of you your husband, have how of you followed you to church? Because they were thinking maybe you've got another boyfriend at church. So they were following you know, because of the way you were. And I'm not saying you, the girl outside there, I'm talking to the you know, But some men as well. I mean, but it's a long haul. Remember, if you are running a long haul, you don't rush, you don't take shortcuts. Some of you, you take shortcuts. You take your time and run it gradually. You listen and then keep the rules, obey the rules.
1: Okay, let me allow. <laughs> <laughs> i to say yes to yes to I don't what <laughs> okay, so a look at your neighbor and tell him don't don't don't, don't rush right. okay don't
0: you say show be
1: am And then look at the
0: person that you are doing very well. You are doing very well. You are, are running,
1: running well. well. You are running well. Done. Done. Amen. All <laughs> <stamina. Obama done. laughs> Amen. Amen.
0: Alright, so let's look. At, so how do we look at the questions? How do I become what God calls me to be? What God calls me to become? How? Number one.
1: Based on Hebrews chapter 12, number one, simplify my life. Simpl- simplify. No, simplify
0: your life. In other words, make your life simple. Don't make your life too complicated. Every distraction. You see, the main goal is for you to become like Christ. So, anything that will not help you to become like Christ, take them out of your your life. Okay, Hebrews chapter 12 one some of you let's look at it it says let us strip off okay i wanted to take off my dress but i can't take off my dress some of you think strip off now let me explain to you look at look at the screen you know strip off let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back okay anything and when you read the king james the king james using the word weights you know weights
1: it's not necessarily a sin. Okay. Now say here, people from for every nation, every race, Daniel I say yeah, yeah, na se na you to become like His son and this becoming like a sun is compared to a race a marathon race and this race when you are going to run the
0: race i know some of you have watched it right now uh, i think the olympics is coming on i don't know why it's going to come on very soon in a month's time or something or this one in a week's time okay it's going to come where where is it happening South Korea. Okay, so it's happening in South Korea. Now, right now, the athletes, if you are looking for the athletes who are competing in the Olympics, you won't get them. Some of them, they went to campaign about a year, two years ago. Okay, with their, with their coaches, with their, with their dietitian, with their doctors. With, they were going through all, they were taking them, and then they put them on a, on a schedule. You have to wake up in the morning and run or trot for about three hours. And they listen. You have to listen to your coach. Even if your son or your daughter is running, you don't have access to your son and say, hey, it's my son, I'm going to visit him. The coach will tell you, no, this is not the time. We are preparing him for the event. So you have to strip yourself of things. Strip yourself of family. And sometimes the food you like, you won't eat. Go and ask them. I, mean, I didn't become a professional athlete. At least the small at least I became. They were even stopping us from eating these and this. Yeah. So strip. The Bible is saying strip. And you know the word, English word is strip. It means sometimes, some of the things, it's difficult for you to put away. But you have to strip. They say strip. Like, you know, some of you have wear some jeans. Have, have any of you worn some jeans? That is tight jeans. So when you, are, when you want to take it out, you have to lie down for somebody to cheat. Yeah, that is strip. Do you have a witness in the house? Are you sure? So strip. That's what I'm saying. And they are weak. So there are things you have to strip. Sometimes you have to strip some friends off. Sometimes you have to strip some things off. Sometimes you have to strip some places off. There are some places when you go, it doesn't help your faith. It doesn't help you to become like Christ. You have to take them off. There are some people you have to put them off. Your life. You don't uh, you
1: are not annoying with them, you are not fighting with them, but they are not helping you, they are becoming a like, distraction. people who Now the Bible says simplify your life. Make your life simple. Some of us will make our lives too complex. Yeah. Uh, the scripture is saying, look at it. It says, um, let us strip of
0: anything that slows us down. So you have to bring yourself to a place of reflection. The things you are doing, are they slowing you down? Or are they encouraging you, help you to become more like Christ? Because that is the ultimate thing. You won't take anything to heaven. You won't take money to heaven. You won't take buildings to heaven. The only thing you will take to heaven is the person who you are. It is the character you become. It is the person that you become. You become like Christ. The character you become is what you will take to heaven. Now, if he wants stop. you to be like him. Like his son.
1: That is our ultimate goal. That is God's purpose for our lives. I, I like it. I like it. You know, this is just number one. I have eight things to talk
0: about. I don't think I'll finish. But this is just number one. Though. And even number one, I'm finished with the verse. Because it's loaded. So look at it. It says, and especially now, listen. And says, so they wait. After they wait, they are there. And then says, says, especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. You no, know, there are certain sins. You have wrapped yourself with them. Some of you, you know, you're looking at my face. Some of you are watching me, you know, pretty nice and sweat. No, don't you know. Some of you know drunkenness, you know, women. Sometimes it's low two or low tree. Sometimes it's, you know, it has wrapped around you. So you have to, you have to strike you know, to church. And the Bible is saying, it says, and especially those sins that wrap itself around you. You are a child of God. You are born again. You come to church. Yeah, but there are some sins that have wrapped themselves around you. And the Bible is saying, God's goal is for you to become like him and so enter it. It's your responsibility to do it. You have to bring yourself to the point of owning it and say, no, this is my problem. Some of us, we have problems, but we don't accept that it's a problem. God will have to diagnose it. That's why you go to the hospital. He says, oh, no, they are saints. They are They wrap you. It's so easy. I mean, it can get you so easy. Sometimes I say it and people laugh. When I came to this country, okay, I know that in my family, back home, like some of my family members, we have our weaknesses. I saw it with my grandfather and the rest. They have their own challenges and weaknesses. So when I became a pastor, I prayed, I said, God, help me. You know, to really be faithful and truthful to you and stand for you. I mean, I'm weak. I I'm, have I'm, I'm, I'm my weakness. So when I came here into Canada, I came to pastor, you know, lighthouse. Those of you know, when I came there first. I told them, when I came and I saw the young girls and my wife was in here, you know, people come and visit. Then they'll cook food for you. You know, it's so not my wife's food, somebody's food. You don't know whether it's holy or unholy. But even when you pray over the food. You know, but but just I'm, I'm here, so what do I do? So I gathered all the church members was speaking with them and I told them, I said, look, when you come and visit me you in the office or at the house, and then you see that pastor is trying to shake you or lose his hand or something, look at pastor's face and give him a slap. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Shimasu say 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 Yeah, when I said it, when I said it, people were the church, they were laughing, but it saved my life. Yeah. It saved my life. Amen. Because in this country where even when in this country where even when you haven't done it, they say you have done it. Yeah, me, me me, me me you think the pastor do is double? It's not double. Amen. Amen. Now, what what now? You know, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is that look, if you don't know the purpose for which you have been placed in a particular place, you allow something small to destroy your life. Because the issue is if something happens to me right now. My work is spoiled, I, and I say to God, I know, I say to God, I will even wait for them to come and say resign. me I'll pack my things and leave. Yeah. But the issue, the issue is not just me. It's not just me. My wife, my children, my family, my, and then the organization, and then the pastorate, then the things I've used so many years. I say to God, if you want to become a, a reverend. You, it will you take over seven years to become a reverend. Seven years. Hard labor. The Bible says, now I'm speaking, I, I'm, I'm just using myself as an example, so you won't say I've used you as an example. Look at it. He says, especially those things that wrap themselves so tightly, so tightly. they wrap themselves so tightly around you. He says, look at it. He said, around our feet. And three plus and it says, and let us put this thing back. Let us put it back and let us run with what? With patience. Look, this race is a marathon long way. It's patience. You need patience. Don't rush. Don't it's not competition. Take your time gradually. Cool. But he says, don't walk. It's a run. It's a race. So don't stop, keep running. Don't when you fall down, wake up and keep running. Don't don't you, you treat, wake up and keep running. Can I hear Amen? Yeah. yeah. So whatever you are, keep going. He says, "Let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us." So what is the race? God has set the race before us that I should become like His Son. You should become like His Son. All of us should become like His Son. This Is the race.
1: Run it. I can see media to yeah. You can Thank you, Apostle. Why are they? So look at the second one. Move up to
0: the one. So don't get, <laughs>
1: don't, get, don't get impatient. Or in a hurry. Don't don't get impatient. Or
0: in a hurry. Be patient and patient is the fruit of the spirit. Okay.
1: Don't get impatient. And so 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 don't don't take shortcuts.
0: Some of you will know shortcuts.
1: Those of you are not yet married. Before you
0: marry, uh, the marriage school is coming on. Come for the marriage school. And when we get to the adult on the seventeenth, please, if you are married, please come for the marriage school.
1: Now, if, you are, if, you not married, if you have
0: been married and you are now going to marry, at least take your time and go through the premature counseling. It's only three months. You will beg me to make it six months. When you sit in the class two days, three days, you will enjoy it. Ah, You will say, Pastor, please, can we do it more? And then I will tell you, no, stop and go and marry. Okay. Don't get impatient. The Bible says, for us to be like Jesus, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 20 of verse 22. The fruit of the Spirit. 22. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control. Against such there is no law. That, that's the goal. Jesus wants us to become. He wants us to be patient. Until I got married, I didn't know that I needed a lot of patience. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I have to, I can only use myself. I can't use you. Because when you're a pastor, that's the most difficult thing. You can't even illustrate anything in church. But if another person comes, you go, yeah, the guy is only by you, you are. <laughs> you know, you, you are with them. And some, some people have told you their problems and challenges. So when you're even making illustrations, so, I use myself so that I don't fall into trouble. You know? Until, when we go, I am mean, I I was man of God, holy man of God, faithful man of God. You so, know, but I realized that I needed some grace. So we'll go, uh, when we had just one card, that was even more serious. Okay, because we we'll finished everything. You know, sometimes there are some men who don't finish early. They are not like me. Sometimes you finish early and then you are waiting for your wife to come. Let's just take a time, and then dress yourself, and do. so sometimes I just sit in the car, and then I'll just start speaking in tongues, and I just start praying and thanking God, and then I'll just start praying and appreciating my wife. I so say, Lord, I thank you for my wife. I bless you for her life. I thank you for bringing her into my life. You have brought her to teach me how to be patient. To la- no, 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 no. Listen, listen. That is, you see, if you know the goal, the goal of God. Why God places people in your life and everything in your life is to help you grow up. It's not for them, it's for you to grow up and become a better person. Sometimes we sometimes we take our eyes off us and then we place it on them. So we tend to blame. But no, they are there in our life to help us become better. How better? To become better, like Christ. Are you getting the point? So, it's the, it's the approach, it's the attitude. God are not be you get annoyed, you get angry, and you move your car. If you're not careful, you will hit your car. You go and get accident. Relax. Yeah, God, after all, me, I'm going to preach. So, when I get there and I'm annoyed and I'm angry, if I'm not careful, the chair, all the church will be annoying me. I'll get say, all of you, stand up, sit down. <laughs> okay, <I pass> <laughs>
1: yourself vou te ajudar, eu vou te ajudar. Eu vou te ajudar. I vou te ajudar. so vou te ajudar. Eu 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 vou te in Eu vou te ajudar. Eu vou te ajudar. Eu vou te to no, they not just say so as well as virtual cartons, no bomb pie years available, a bean out of say you be a by a brable mar, and you're one of you and as say visa name when you maybe are faster at the at the chain, I train yes you get any as I said, the double years of crystal. So don't don't get impatient. It is a remember that it's a long run, it's a marathon race. So don't get impatient. And then don't don't be in a hurry.
0: Because the Hebrew chapter twelve, verse one B tells us, says, let us run with patience the particular race that God has set for us. Number three. Spend time focusing on Jesus every
1: day.
0: I just want you to remember, and you know, just go back and then think about, you know, spending time. You know, the people that you spend more time with, you become like them. You see, the people, a person that you spend more time with, you become more like the person. Some of you, I know, I'm talking to a lot of adults here, so not now, not now that you are married for about 20 years, 30. Years, because when you're be married for 20, 30 years, sometimes you forget some of the things that you are supposed to be doing. I pray that God will help us revive it. But just take yourself back. Okay. The first time you saw yourself under the coconut tree, okay, some of you it was coconut tree, some of you it was a funeral, some of you it was a party, somebody's birthday party, whatever it was. And then you met this young guy, handsome young guy, and the guy's bushy hair, you know, and the guy told you, oh, oh, I love you, oh, I miss you, oh, I'll, worry. I'll marry you. And then you look at the guy's face, and then you also gradually fell also in love. You also fell. You did this now. You know, you fell you just you just remember those early stages when those days were no telephones okay, even when there were telephones you called those of you in Canada and your your women were in Ghana you call you stand on the phone how many hours two hours three hours talking what were you talking about you know, I sure it's nothing you, you know think about think about those days. No, you you can talk and chat. You if the person doesn't call you one day, it, it's like you have gotten malaria. <laughs> and I, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. Yeah, so you don't worry. It's not you. You you guys you are different. Yeah, you, you are different. It's not the like your point of is different. You know, it's not you. But think about it, Kevin. Look, listen. Spend time. Focusing on Jesus every day. If you want to be like Him, you have to spend time focusing on Him. So, so have a daily time with Him. Have a daily quiet time with Him. That's why on this mountain we are we are encouraging everybody to go through their devotion every day. Make time. Spend time with Him. If you want to become like Him, spend time with Him. If you want, you know, if you, if you want. Now listen to me very carefully. For marriages, these are certain. There are certain signs. Okay, if you are married couples and you don't talk like you don't talk for three days, there's something wrong. No, it's a sign that all is not well.
1: Period. You don't need a prophet. <laughs> If you are married couples do and you are there and there's
0: nothing wrong, and one week no intimacy, nothing, then it's a sign
1: to you that there's something wrong. Yeah. Oh, hosnas, if you're you 70 years, it's different.
0: Because I'm not 70 yet. So when I get to 70, 80, I will understand. But now I don't understand. Those of you are 80, 70, I don't understand. But when I get there, I will understand. But they're, look, they're closer you are the more intimate you are with somebody the more closer you become like the person haven't you heard people like married couples marry and they live together they do things together and then at the point as they grow you yourself will sit and say hey these guys you look alike oh, hey, right now, oh even your voice sometimes you call somebody's home and the wife thinks the are and you think it's the husband so what has happened to their voice does their voice do change so are you getting the point? Look, when you spend time together, so please, Jesus wants us to spend time with him because he wants us to become like him. So spend time with Jesus in prayer, in the study of the word, in coming to church. Okay, but you must make time to spend time with him. And the more you spend time with him,
1: the more you become like him. when yeah, you're all right, look at uh, Hebrews 12, verse
0: 2. It says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. We do this by keeping our eyes on him. And it says, all of us, all of us, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, all of us have had that veil removed so that we can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like him and reflect his glory even more. Now, if God <laughs> I don't know how to put it, but you see, this scriptures is telling us that the more the longer you stay in the church. No, I shouldn't even use the word church. Because some of us we think church is this building. We forget that you are the church. So let me let me paraphrase it and put it in the right context. The longer you stay as a Christian and as a child of God, listen, according to the scripture, if we're doing what we're supposed to do, the better we're becoming more like Christ. Yeah. You know, the better we're becoming. The more better you become, more refiner you becoming. towards Christ, become more like Christ. And I mean because if it were university, the longer you stay in school, the better you become, the more degrees you get. Why are you going to stay in school for 20 years and they give you B.A.? then it's, you you have you, you are underutilized the time. I mean, the longer you stay in school, the better you can do is you get a PhD, three PhDs. So, you're becoming more like Christ. According to the scripture. Can you get what I'm saying? The spirit of God is helping you. The word of God is helping you. The power of God is helping you. The body of Christ is helping you. Look at the fourth one.
1: When life gets hard, when life gets hard, Remember the reward. Reward. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse
0: 2 and 3. Give us the scripture. It says, let's all read it. Let's all read it. So you know I didn't need did ready, go. Jesus did not give up because of the cross. No, the cross signifies suffering, signifies pain. Signifies troubles, trials, but Jesus did not give up because of the cross. Can I hear Amen? No, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't give up because of the cross.
1: Tell him, don't give up because of the struggle you are going through right now. Don't give up. Amen. Any time, any time, any Remember,
0: any time when life gets hard. Remember the reward. Let's continue. Let's continue. Ready go. On the contrary, because of the joy that was waiting for him, he thought nothing of the disgrace of denying on the cross. And he's now seated at the right side of God's throne. Think of what he went through. Now, Post, how many of you want to be like Jesus? How many of you want to spend time with him? The Bible says if we want to be like him, we must also suffer for him. Suffer with him. Now look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You know, we want to be like Jesus. But when people insult us, then we get mad. They want to slap them back. But when people insulted Jesus, how did he behave? He was even on the cross. He was hanging on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them. For they know not. You see, if you know why you are here. When people insult you, people say bad things that, uh, about you. It is not you. They don't know the reason why you are here. So they'll just insult you, look at them and say, thank you. Thank you. I pray that you know. If you know, you waste your time. But then you keep on moving. Because they want to see your distraction. But when you keep your focus, the more they do, the more you advance. The more they do it. the more So it becomes a mystery to them. Because you have built your character in you. The goal is you have to become like Christ amen some of you get it this week after you go through the devotions amen that is it god wants us to be like him don't worry the difficulties will come the pains will come the struggles will come but don't don't let them take you off it's a long run keep it, keep your focus okay i know some of you you may be struggling battling, going through divorce going through difficult don't worry it, you know it's, it's part of life. Let it go. Thank God. Rise up. It's a long haul. And keep on running. Keep on going. Some of you have lost husbands. You've lost your children. You, you know, you've lost them for certain things. Don't give up. It's a marathon race. Rise up. Clean yourself. And keep moving. Keep pressing on. Keep going on. Because he wants what the devil wants is after you, your faith. He wants to make sure you don't make it to heaven. That's all the devil is doing. So he will use all these things but look at jesus the cross i wish i could spend some more time on jesus because even in the garden of gethsemane even in the garden in the garden of gethsemane look at jesus nearly almost almost gave up nearly he knew he had to come and die he understands. and some of you when it gets to the point i know some of you are saying oh pastor you don't know what i'm going through you don't know how i'm suffering you don't know yeah i don't know jesus knows He was dead at the point. He nearly gave up. Now, if you're at the point where you don't know what to do, where you feel like giving up, where you feel like returning, be like, do what Jesus did, pray the prayer that Jesus prayed. He said, Father, oh, Father, oh, my Father, my Father, is this part of the purpose for my life? Oh, Father, this one is hard, is difficult. I don't feel like going, but, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. No, that is the stage where you pray nevertheless prayer. Yeah, that is that point where you pray the nevertheless prayer, because it's not life. Look, life is not easy, At least life. But with God, all things are possible. Lift up your right hand, thank God for your life. Thank you for your life. Thank you for the risk. Blessing for the risk. Honour for the risk. Sorry, I'm taking all the time. <laughs> thank you for the risk. Blessing for the risk. Anna Him. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Can I hear amen? amen? Now look at it. Look at 1 Peter 5:10. Let's read it. Ready, go. After you suffer for a short time. Now, let's all read it like we made it. Ready, go. After you suffer for a short time. So it means we will suffer. But God caused in short time. But the short time could be 10 years for somebody, 5 years for somebody, 20 years for somebody, 100 years for somebody. Some of the things I don't understand. When I started becoming pastor, when I became a pastor, some of the things I don't understand is like go to a place like sick And then you see children, innocent children, right? battling cancer, battling lung diseases, battling heart diseases. You have to do surgery on the child. What has the child done? One of the most difficult things for us as pastors to do is to bury children. <laughs> bury the child. It says after seventy years, but these are parts, things that come comes with us in life. And God calls these things short time. He like says, after you suffer for a short time, ready? Let's continue. God, who gives all grace, will make everything right. He will make you strong and support you and keep you from falling. He called you to share His glory in Christ, a glory that will forever. Yeah, I know some of you are saying, "Oh, Pastor, then why, why did even God stop, the, take this one part out of it? Yeah, if He knows uh, uh, we are going to spend time with Him forever, why did He even allow us to suffer?" It is of helping you mature. Me, Look at somebody's face and tell Look, most of us, we have grown up better than we first began. And sometimes you won't understand, but seriously, some of you, there are lot of things you have learned. Today, you have learned more things. Some of you, even people who have gone through marriage and divorce and so on, right now, there are things they know about men that they didn't know before. Or they know even about human beings that they didn't know before. We are all growing up. I pray that we grow up. That is the will of God. Let me give you the points and then we'll close, okay? Number five. Oh God. In order to become like Jesus, number five, gather a team to run with me. Gather a team to run with me. Gather a team to run with me. Look, God did not create us to make it alone. That's why you are part of the church. But in a big place like this, There are so many things we cannot do. That is why we have begun with the living cell, the cell group. If you are not in a small group, please get yourself into a small group. Yesterday in our small group, so many things came up. You know that this week, every small group is supposed to embark on a project. So we have picked up a project. Something we are going to do together as a small group. Do something. Please, in a small group, you are able to share your heart. You are able to tell people, if you don't have food to eat, you are able to tell them, this morning, who can tell me, Pastor, I don't have food in my house. I, I, nobody, you can't, you will you, you, you even ferry. At, but in a small group, it's easy for you to tell your friend and say, oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't even have milk for my kids. And then they can please say, oh, no, don't worry, don't worry. Last time, when I, went, when I went to buy milk for my children, I think I bought more. So I'll bring you one. That's the way we are supposed to live. In a small group, you need somebody to hold your hand. You need somebody to walk with you. You need somebody to guide you. In the church, that is what we are supposed to be doing. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's
1: so go down so if you feel more so. to Sir, want you going, Give us Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24. Let me just read the first and then we'll move on to the next one. And then we'll just
0: give you the points, okay? And then we'll move on. Let us consider how we may spare one another on towards love and good deeds. Now listen. Look, you know, sometimes when you come to church on Sunday, sometimes they wait. maybe me too, it's naturally my nature. Okay, so I like, you know, putting in, making you laugh, making you happy. Look, you know, sometimes it's good. It's good. Because look. The things you are going through in your homes, I don't know everything, but life is not that simple and easy. Okay. So when we come together as a church, let us find, the Bible says, let us consider how we can step people on, we can encourage people, we can hold people's hands, we can encourage and talk to people and support people, because it's not, it's not that simple. But this is our role as a church. He says, consider, let us consider how we may spare. Spare means encourage. Make sure one another on towards love and good deeds. Not towards bad. the, 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 the bad thing the person has done. The person did that thing in 2074. That is what you will always remember. He said love and good deeds. Amen in the bible the bible gives us 59 different kinds of one another one another 59 let us hold one another's hand let us love one another let us stand by one another let us hold one another's hand let us love one another almost about 10 times let us encourage one another amen look at your neighbors and say i am your encourager i will encourage you from now on now
1: listen, let us not give up meeting together.
0: Let
1: us not give up meeting together. It is not only in a big church. Okay, you can interpret. It. It's not only here as we have got a big like this. But meet in small groups. Let us not give up meeting in small groups. Now, now listen. The goal of the church
0: is not just for us to stay at home and gather Sunday and dance and, and go. No. Jesus said go and make disciples. All of us should be growing. But you look at some of you. Look at where you live. The whole week, when you leave Sunday, the one hour, two hours you come and you leave. we don't see you again until the following Sunday. So how are you living your life at home? How are you being encouraged? How are you being supported? How how are you growing in your faith? Some of you read the whole week. You find it very difficult. to even take the Bible and read, but you should have a friend, somebody who call you and say, Oh yeah, how are you today? Today what did you learn or what did you read or how are things going? And the person pray with you. It doesn't have to be the pastor. The pastor alone cannot do it. Can I hear Amen? Because if you don't do it that way, then people will say, "Well, the pastor is not good. The pastor is not doing his work. We have hired him to come and be visiting us. But the pastor has not been visiting. No. And you haven't hired me to be visiting you. You have hired me to empower you for the work of ministry. Amen. Yeah. It doesn't mean I won't visit you when you're feeling ill or when I hear of something. No. But my main responsibility is Ephesians chapter 4. Jesus said, we have given you pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles to equip you the saints for the work of the ministry, so that when you live in Scarborough, somebody is ill in Scarborough. Those around Scarborough can quickly rush there, and because so by the time Pastor runs from uh, Brampton and drives through the traffic on four o one, because he can't pass four o seven, he has to go there. <laughs> by the time he gets there, by the time he gets. There, <laughs> <laughs> By the time he gets there, the guy is even gone. But at least, Andy the, and the Fosteen is there. Once Andy the Fosteen hears it, three seconds, Andy Fosteen is there. Then you are encouraged, you are supported, you know you have brothers and sisters. Can I hear Amen? All right. Gather a team so everybody is responsible. Build a strong team around you. When you are part of a team, be a good team. You know, one of the things, and you will read about it today. Uh, Apostle, those of you who have not been reading, please, get the, the video. Today, the lesson for today on the book, the devotional will tell us some of the things that we can help to talk. One of the things that God doesn't like and destroys church is gossip. Yeah, gossip. And, go- and today you will hear it, so I don't want to talk about it. You will hear it. Gossip. Because look, if the worldly people are gossiping, let them gossip. But in the church, we shouldn't. No, because look, people are going through pain. And your brother, your sister trust you with something, you don't have to tell anybody. You know, sometimes I do my best because look, as a pastor, people come to you and they tell you things. That is professional. Some, some of the things my wife even does been here. So my family that, I, my family members are they are they pastors? No, it's professional because you never know what will happen. The person has had confidence in you, trusted you. I pray that God will help us to be there for one another. They have families, but the church family is a spiritual family where people can rely on you. People can trust you. People can depend on you. When people are struggling, they can come out and tell you, oh, my sister, it's not easy for me. Please pray with me. Please help me. Please support me. This is why we are here. This is one of the reasons why we are here. I pray that God will help us. I pray that God, you know, church is not just a place we come to. No, it's not just an event, it's a life. God God has created us to love us, for us to know Him and love Him. He's created us to belong, He's created us to become like Him. Let's, Let's finish it. Number seven. Is it number seven? Okay, number six. Remember. Remember that God is cheering me at every stage. Number seven. So number six. Okay. Number six. Oh, gather a tip. Number six. Okay. So they'll put it down for you. Okay. Ed- Edmund is in the room. Very sharp. Thank you, Ed. Bless you. What's up, man? Cool. Yeah. Edmund says cool. Okay. Realize God is cheering me at every stage. Now listen. You may, we all are going through different things. If you come to church and nobody cheers you up, remember, God is understand cheering you up. Look, God is cheering you up. When you go, when you go and watch, when you go and watch sports or games and you are a mother and your child is competing, even when your child is winning, what do you do? Do you stand there and then be crying? No, you cheer him oh, Go, you do it. Yeah. The guy is winning. Encouraging him. Can I hear amen? Yeah. No. And the parents, no. Some of us, we just write them off. And by the time they get home, they are too down. They don't even know what to say. But I'm here to encourage you. Remember, God is cheering you on, God is cheering you up. Remember, God is cheering me at every stage. Every stage. Even the stages where you, you, you give up. The stages where you don't know what, what to do. The stages where you are crying. Then even the stages where you are failed. Like who said, water form. You know, wh- wh- like what was he Water form. Some of you want me to lie on the ground. All right. Water form. Okay. Like what was the what Water form. But God is cheering me. My son, get up. Clean yourself. Keep on running. Can I hear amen? God is, this is how you become like him. Amen? Number seven. Take every step with purpose. Take every step with purpose. Take every step with purpose. Okay? So when you are weak, you look at the scriptures there. You know, it says, All athletes practice strict self-discipline. That's Corinthians. Straight self-discipline. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Lift up your tired hands. Sometimes you get to a place where you are tired, but still lift it up. But we do the one bread. are going to, Christians are going to wait for one bread. But God says, Lift that tired hand up. Man, don't give up. God doesn't want any of us to give up. It's a long one, don't give up. Number eight. So if you want to go and eat your food. Number eight. Realize that what I don't finish, God will. Number eight. Realize. What I don't Think finish, God will. I'll end it. I'll end it up with a the scripture there. Look at it. That two scripture, First John three two, uh, Philippians one six. So let me take Philippians one six first. It says, "I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it is finally finished. On that day when Christ Jesus comes back again." So it's not now. Apostle, can we tell them, are are you interpreting for me? (laughs)
1: I'm waiting for you to post. (laughs) Okay, so interpret. Realize what, what, realize what I don't finish. God will. Okay, now look at my face. Let me tell you a story. There's a missionary story. So you
0: can go along with me
1: a the story is told about a missionary who went to africa to do mission
0: work for so many years about 40
1: 45 years and then was returning to america so those days they come with a, not a plane but they come with a ship right so so it just happened that on the vessel the ship that he was coming on
0: board on the american president was also on
1: the ship so when they got to shore in america you know mm-hmm. the
0: president the president is coming so so many people with all their the security so they can welcome But this missionary when he was going home nobody was was at the airport or you know, at the port okay the seaport to receive him but this president, the guy came and saw the way people have come to welcome the place. He was so sad. He said, "Oh, but he had gone to do mission work for over 40, 45 years." The guy was down. I don't know. I don't know where the wife was or the children or maybe even the missionary who sent him the church. You know, because it was Sunday. Maybe the church was at church on Sunday morning. So they forgot that the missionary was coming, like the way we are here. Okay. So the Bible says the guy went home, so down, was down praying, and he "What?" So then the voice told him said, Son, relax. You are not home yet. You are not home. After the president, America is his home. You your home is not on this earth. This is not your home. This world is not our home. We are just passing through. When you come home, that's when you see the welcome. The Bible says the rich man died. He was buried. Look at the English word. It's like a something. Yes. The poor man also died. When he opened his eyes. Are some of the ways. Don't give up. Keep. keep on keeping. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord cause his face upon you. May the Lord strengthen and empower you. May God Almighty bless you. Let's be on our feet. We'll go to the communion. This morning's communion, this morning's communion is affirmation that God wants us to be like Him. So as we have to partake of the
1: communion, just partake it to encourage yourself to know that you are pressing you on, you are not giving up. Amen. amen yeah thank you very much father
0: we thank you and bless you we declare this emblem blessed by the power in the name of Jesus amen yeah. so please relax in your seat once we pray the board members will come and serve you it's our delight and our pleasure to our our pleasure to serve you okay To serve you in the presence of the Lord, so relax, take, and then you just open it up, and then relax. Whilst we, okay. Thank you, thank you very much. God.